of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Long before the reality TV craze emerged, long before the amazing race, Big Brother, even long before Survivor, the publishing industry had a fascination with real-time tales. Armistead Maupin's Tales of the City took, telling about, took storytelling about the lives of people of San Francisco to a completely new level. Peter Mayles, a year in Provence, acquainted new readers with the traditional ways of life of the people of southern France. And when I was graduating from high school, H.G. Bissinger wrote his famous tell-all book, Friday Night Lights, about the people of Odessa, Texas, on their road to winning the state football championship. All of these writers immersed themselves in their material. They lived it. All of them sought to convey an authentic experience of what it was like to live and to breathe and to be part of a community. They wrote their stories so that other people would enter the story too and feel more connected to another part of the world and to the entire human experience. Today we honor and remember the Feast of the Holy Cross, the Feast of the Cross of Jesus. What I wonder about, though, is how often we think about the fact that Jesus was born into our world so that the presence of divine love could know and understand our lives in a way that only experience can teach. I take that further when I wonder how God could have ever decided to take on human form, to live among us, to see the challenges and sometimes the shock and horror that we face, like the bombings that happened yesterday in New York City. How, how God could see these challenges and sometimes the horrors we face and then allow the very presence of Almighty God brought in human form to earth in the presence of Jesus, Messiah, brought here to live, but also to die. In St. Paul's era, this was a scandal. This was a scandal. How could someone whom Jesus' followers, the people of the way, they couldn't, they couldn't get their minds around this. How could someone like Jesus be called good when he was killed in the manner reserved for the worst? Think of it. How could this innocent one, as we proclaim, the one who lived among us without any sin, how could this one be cast down and condemned with the worst conceivable villains of the era? It was a scandal. It is a scandal. And yet, this is the cross that Jesus takes up. This is the cross that Jesus takes upon himself. This is the cross that we stand in the light of today. What confounds me most about honoring the Holy Cross of Christ is that this willingness to die 
This willingness to live in this world, let's be honest. If God is God, and God can do whatever God wants to do, and yet God wants to live among us, to be with us, to face the struggles of hunger, fear, injustice, oppression, everything that we face. God wanted this life, even up, uh, even up to the point of death on the cross. Either God is crazy, or God really does so love the world that he gave his only son to us so that we might have everlasting life. I want us to look at the end of the gospel reading we have today. If you notice, all our readings don't specifically depict real-time crucifixion scenes. We're looking at what it means to be a disciple of Jesus in the text. And then we examine it now by looking at what it means to follow Jesus now in the modern day in the light of his cross and resurrection. At the end of our text today, we hear Jesus say, while you have the light, believe in the light so that you may become children of light. But who are the children of light? Jesus is quoted saying similar things in the other Gospels too. So I would guess that this is not a literary device. Jesus is actually calling us into a new place, into a new creation, into a new reality, into the light of the kingdom of God. The children of the light are the people who know and love God, the people who recognize how God continues to bless them in their life. And the children of light are those who are taking up Christ's mission into the world to help people know that they are deeply and profoundly loved by a wholly competent and unfailingly devoted creator whose primary interest is relationship. Whose primary, relation, primary interest is relationship. A restored relationship with you and with your community and with the entire world. Jesus is calling you to be the person that God created you to be. A child of the light is a follower of Jesus that allows himself or herself to be fully known to God. A person that allows himself or herself to be fully known to God. Let's back way, wait, let's go way back. Let's go back to the creation story way back in the book of Genesis. After Adam and Eve eat the fruit from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, we start hearing a story about God taking a walk through the garden in the cool of the day. I want to read this specific part to you because I think all of this has something to do with itself. Here we go. This is from the book of Genesis. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And the man replied, I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. 
fear, isolation, in hiding. How many of us still do this? How many of us still have parts of ourselves that keep us separated from God and from one another? Fear from spouse, from our spouse, from our family? Isolation from our friends, from our coworkers? In hiding from our thoughts, from our desires, hiding from our dreams? Fear isolation, in hiding. We all still do this one way or another. The Jesus story that we claim to be a part of as Christians is one that invites us to a new place, to a restored place, a healed place, one where our greatest sufferings, our greatest fears about life are validated are honored, are acknowledged. Let me repeat that. A place that we're invited to, a place where our greatest sufferings or our greatest fears about life are honored and validated, are acknowledged because of Jesus' cross and resurrection. Justin Welby, the Archbishop of Canterbury, says it this way. Where is Jesus in the depths of our suffering? He is the God who became wholly human, who stood by our side, who sucked into himself every ounce of suffering and brutality of this world before then and after in total injustice, absorbed it, held it, overcame it and rose from the dead and is alive and with us by his spirit today in reality and truth. And therefore death is defeated, despair is overcome. Whatever we feel, wherever we are, however weak we are, afraid we are, depressed we are, you can be overwhelmed by the sorrows of this world. Many are. Depression assails them, And only darkness seems all around. And yet Jesus remains light. And so today we are invited to respond to the invitation to walk as children of light. You are invited to be you. I'm invited to be me. We are invited to walk together with Jesus in the light of his cross to face the terrors of the night and the arrows that fly by day to confront the plagues that stalk in the darkness and the sickness that lays waste at midday. We are invited to walk into the light of Jesus and his cross and resurrection because through Jesus's cross, the things of the world that seemed loveless or seemed unlovable, become beloved, become treasured, become of utmost importance to Jesus, to God, and to us as well. In the presence of the cross of Jesus, our responsibility to each other is not to hide. 
Our responsibility is to connect and to be the light for others that can help them overcome the darkness. God physically immersed himself into our world through the presence of Jesus. The passion and death of Christ on the cross aligned the presence of God with a broad spectrum of the possibilities of human suffering. And through the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus, God invites us to imagine how we're becoming the children of light, to share God's light and love with a world that so badly needs it. At the beginning of this sermon, I mentioned several authors and books. All of the authors immersed themselves in the lives of specific communities and wrote about them so that others might connect with them on a new level. God immersed the fullest divine presence possible in the person of Jesus to live and move and breathe among us. And yet... We don't know about Jesus writing anything. His followers, people around Jesus, told his story for us to hear. Because his life and his presence were so precious to them. That when it came time to grapple with the mystery of the Holy Cross, we were all invited to participate in his cross, to break open the wrongs of our lives, of our world, and to restore them with Jesus working right alongside us to bring us to a new creation, to bring us to God's new creation, to a new place, a healed place, one where our greatest sufferings or our greatest fears about life are honored, are validated are acknowledged. One where we never have to hide from God ever again. So when the sting of death is piercing, when the despair in the room is so thick that it can be cut with a knife, wherever we are, however weak we are, afraid we are, depressed we are, when only darkness seems all around, Jesus will remain our light and will always help us walk into the light so that we may become children of light for ourselves, for the glory of God, and for God's creation that God calls very good.